It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, 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 hello. Happy Monday. Yeah, Monday, first day of the week. And welcome, of course, to another Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily Podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Don't forget, of course, you can check me out on Drive for all this week, actually, of course, as always, from 4 p.m. Today, I'm alongside the Smurf, Danny Murphy. And then I think I've got Andy Townsend a couple of days and come at the end of the week. So make sure you join me for four all this week. Now, we start today's podcasting thing, of course, by looking back at another thrilling day of cricket headingly. As England look to keep their Ashes hopes alive. This is how all the drama unfolded and what a day of action it was. Come on, England. It's David Warner who's gone. He's edged into the slip cordon and it's that man again, Stuart Broad. Stuart Broad has been brought back into the attack and he's got a ball to nip into the right hand. Is Smith who's been prodding in front of him. The inside edge has been taken and Bairstow for once... Hasn't dropped it. Mark Wood, who has just picked up a fifer on the, his return to the England side. Amazing, incredible feeling, uh, especially get five wickets. And, you know, I was just saying before, my mum and dad were here, so pretty special moment. Ashes cricket in general. Mitchell Marsh, 12 when he was dropped by uh, Joe Root at first slip. He went on to score 118. England's bowlers have been terrific. England winning the toss, deciding to bowl. They bowled Australia out for 263. This Joe Root, I'm afraid. First over of day two. And England have shot themselves in the foot again. Stokes seems to be batting on one leg at the moment. He's 26. And England have lost their sixth wicket now. 131 for six. England bowled out for 237 thanks to another magnificent innings from Ben Stokes. Six fours and five sixes in his 80. Mark Wood came out swinging an eight ball 24 and Stokes went uh, haywire towards the end they would have taken this score you know 26 runs short that's the deficit on first innings but this is another poor shot from an Australian batter who should know better England cannot believe it they've just been handed a lifeline here it's smudger England back in it somehow the target 251 and England have got a sniff actually we, we know we can chase scores the scores haven't been overly high in this game so you, you don't just walk into it thinking it's going to be a doddle you know, it's going to be, we're going to have to play well. Would you believe it? Ben Stokes has just been caught down the leg side. Yes, Besto that's gone now. The game has switched. Eight is still needed for England, but they've only got four wickets remaining. Harry Brooks to register 50. He's 52, and England just inching their way back into this contest again. Five for Stark today. Brooks had to, to walk away, 75 to his name. The game is back, and it's a flash pass point for four! Chris Wokes 
has done it for England. Well, it was another I was there day as Headingley once again conjured up some heroic performances. I'm not gonna lie, I was a bit nervous at the end. I think I walked about 2K around the head in the dressing room for the last half an hour. Uh, I couldn't actually watch. We, we've had a wonderful run up until now, winning the first three matches of this tour. So, yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, brush this one off. It won't be 3-0 going to Old Trafford. It's going to be 2-1. Performance from bat, ball, field and everything like that, I think was just an unbelievable effort from everybody. The Ashes are still alive after England have beaten Australia here at Headingley by three wickets. What you've got to look at is what this kid has got for England. For me, he is a special talent. For me, he is England's future. And for me, the dear Lords will learn him a lot and these innings will stand him in good stead of how to play and build an innings under pressure. So I was so pleased pleased for Harry, fastest, you're right, to a thousand test match runs and everything that goes with getting your team in a position to get over the line. Rookie, I thought the way in which he controlled the game from ball one with the bat was amazing. He, he went out there and put the pressure straight back onto them. Once you have bowlers of that, sort of velocity and that pace through the air it does wonderful things to batters and you know I look at Marnus Labashin for 18 balls Mark Wood had him down at his end he made him look like me as a number 11 and that's me not having a go at Marnus or anything it's immense when you've got pace in the in the game and what it does is it finishes off tails because all of a sudden number 8 number 9 number 10 number 11 on a placid pitch think they can bat known Woody for 16 years now he's never changed since he was a kid he's always been and uh, the type of person that he is that you see uh, out on the cricket field and when he sits here and talks to you guys. And he just loves playing cricket for England. He loves playing cricket full stop. Obviously, we over the moon that we've won this one. But, um, yeah, it's just, the, it's just the start of what we know we need to do. From cricket to football now, of course, England's young Lions celebrated winning the Euros Under-21s Championships against Spain on Saturday night. TalkSport's chief football correspondent, Alex Crook, believes this group of players could be a golden generation. It's interesting because we've never heard that before. At the end of the first half, Palmer is showing some interest as well. And it is going to be Palmer left footed, deflected! And England lead in the final! Cole Palmer gives lift off! to Lee Carsley's side. No one cares, no one cares how that went in. Absolutely brilliant. And Spain, in the seventh added minute, have the chance to equalise. Trapper bounces on his line, he yeah. saved it! And he saved the rebound! Love and England surely have won the European Championship in the most dramatic of fashion. Trafford mobbed by his teammate. What a moment for the England goalkeeper right at the end of the final. James Trafford, take a bow. All different levels, from the under-17s, 18s to 21s to senior squad, made semi-finals, made finals, you know, of a World Cup and a, a Euros. I actually believe, and I, I stand by this, and it's not, I'm not jumping ahead of myself and saying they can win one tournament. I feel they're very capable at senior level 
to go Euro, World Cup and win both, like Spain have done, like France have done. I think there's a depth of players that are... You know, if you think of Bellingham and Rice as midfielders, you know, the money mm. that's been paid for them, you've got Saka on the right, Grealish and uh, Foden on the left, you could play Harry Kane down the middle, that's like the Lewandowski. You've got John Stones being one of the natural great centre-halves. You've got full-backs that, like... Reese James and uh, and many other right backs, Cole Walker. I just think they could easily not go one tournament, go back to back Euros World Cup. Maybe this is the true England golden generation, and I agree with you. You know, a lot of the players that you mentioned there are, are still really to hit their prime. I think they've got a massive opportunity next summer because I don't see an outstanding team in Europe. Oh. You'd like to think they will have learned lessons from how close they came in that final against Italy, how close they've come at the World Cup on a couple of occasions as well. So, yeah, I think the future certainly is, is bright for England. To Formula One now. And earlier last week, Talk Sports resident F1 fan Jermaine Pennant sat down with current F1 champion Max Verstappen. Yep, I don't know that happened either. Ahead of the British Grand Prix at Silverstone yesterday. But did the Dutchman take a pole to extend his lead at the top of the current standings? Jake Robson has the answers to what I thought was quite an easy question, actually. You know, for me, it's never really been about just getting the the credit I deserve because I don't know. I mean, um, for me, it's more important that I just, uh, you know, focus on the performance of the car myself, you know, making everything work and uh, yeah, just uh, the relationship with the team. And then, I mean, uh, probably it's also just very hard, you know, when you're not within the team, you don't really know what's going on fully, right? So you can't probably appreciate as much what what has been done of course it's easy to say you know the car is great it's the best out there which it is but you still need to deliver you know every single weekend you need to be you need to try and be perfect i know being perfect is super hard but i try to be as close as possible all the time how do you best describe silverstone um would you say this is one of your stronger tracks uh i think it's it's a good track i enjoy driving it but i mean it, it has so much uh history in the sport but also the layout is really cool it's a lot of fast corners um the fans as well motorsport you know basically is built around the uk so you know almost all the teams are here and uh yeah it's great to see all the amount of fans coming to to the grand prix over the whole weekend and also what's around the grand prix nowadays so uh it's it's one big like uh, festival almost it's a victory a sixth consecutive victory for max verstappen and a first for him at silverstone as well what an achievement for him it means that red bull as a team have now made it 11 wins in a row that equals a record held by mclaren for a few years back he came home ahead of lando norris in second that's the best equaling his best ever finish out of Formula One race Lando Norris after finishing second at the Italian Grand Prix a couple of seasons ago and you'll never believe it but Lewis Hamilton having started seventh on the grid finished third a 14th podium at Silverstone for Lewis. Oscar Piastri finished fourth in his best ever result in his rookie season the uh, the Australian racing for McLaren and George Russell coming home in fifth so that's Three of the four Brits inside the top five at the British Grand Prix. Perez sixth, Alonso seventh and the fourth Brit, Alex Albon in eighth. So a great day for the Brits at the British Grand Prix. But the headline, of course, is that Max Verstappen stretches his lead at the top of the Drivers' Championship. A sixth win in a row for the Dutch driver. Surely no one will stop him claiming a third straight Drivers' Championship come the end of the season.
On out to the Sunday session. Sam Matterface and Perry Jerry Groves were live from Gig Lane as Berry FC returned to their home stadium for the first time in four years. They were expelled, of course, from the Football League after financial difficulties. Manager Andy Welsh and board chairman Marcel De Matters discussed the return of the club, who will start playing in the ninth tier of football. We have prepared uh, the, the players uh, as though they are playing in the Football League and some may say, well, the level that you're at, you don't need to do that, but these fans deserve that. And one thing I never want to have uh, at this football club is, is teams that uh, aren't fit and willing to work hard and run. And if, if we can set the standard off the field as, as staff, then the, the players and the environment that you create is, is absolutely huge at any level for How that. How significant is this weekend for Berry and for the wider football community? Because Berry's Tower is a cautionary one, isn't it? I think so, yeah. I think you see the money that's flying around in football now and... Um, Certainly at the you know League One, League Two level, you're starting to see a huge gap uh, between the Championship now. When I was I finished playing, I think 2014-15, and you know the gap between the Championship and the Premier League wasn't as much. But I, I think you know Perry alluded to it before. The Premier League will not be what it is without football clubs like this and football clubs that are at League Two because this is. A, I mean, you walk into this ground here and it's got great memories for people but it's got that history and that's what football is you know people remember the good times and the bad times but this is what this football club is about now is about moving forward in the future. Berry FC football board chairman Marcel Dematis uh, joins us in the stand hello. Hi Sam how are you doing? Proud day for you. Absolutely fantastic day um, you know we're all excited to be here. Tell us how important this sort of is for not only Berry but for English football as a whole because this is, we were mentioning earlier, a cautionary tale. This is a club that effectively were expelled from the EFL, had to go down to the 10th tier of uh, English football and try and revitalise itself. There was a Phoenix club, two different sets of supporters, societies. They've now merged back together. Berry FC has been restored. The honours have been returned to it. And this is this is the, the old club back again at Gig Lane. So it's a, it's a tremendously important day for us and uh, as, as the club of the town and the club as a whole. You know, we've spent the last four years going in slightly different directions in how we, we saw the rejuvenation and and pre um, preserving football in the town. We've managed to get to a point where we're all back at Gig Lane as a single club with the honours of the former club assigned and unified with those of Berry AFC. And hopefully what we can do is we've got strong foundations on which to build and hopefully start to grow. Right, let's hear from Mark Goldbridge now on the latest from the weird and wonderful world of transfer rumours. season another 30 goals Bayern Munich want to sign Harry Kane and have had a verbal offer of 60 million pounds plus add-ons rejected by Tottenham Bayern have been talking to Kane for uh, quite some time they identified him a year ago as the successor possible successor for Lewandowski through the sources that uh, get in touch with the media is that they have uh, an agreement with Harry Kane in principle when they start getting north of 80 million quid I think it would be much more difficult for Daniel to push back against it. Is going to Bayern Munich actually a big deal? Well, yes, it is a big deal, but I don't think it's a big deal for, for Harry Kane right now. I think he's got eyes on, on, the, on the Premier League record. I don't think Harry wants to go to Bayern Munich because I think he wants to and share his goal record. I think on the back of the little success that United have had this season, they've got to close the gap. 
and they got to nail that number nine spot. Manchester United's the, the only real option for him. He is a brilliant striker, one of the world's best, and he would come into the United side and help Marcus Rashford. Manchester United have to sign Harry Kane. Bayern Munich, Harry Kane. It's the ongoing story, and Bayern Munich don't seem to want to... Um, give up on this story, do they? Apparently, 80 million euros plus add-ons. Uh, Spurs expected to say no. Harry Kane aware it's going in. Uh, there was allegedly a meet-up between Tuchel and Harry Kane. And, um, you know, I suppose it's it's back to that same old story. We had a lot of Spurs fans calling in last week saying, don't let him go. 80 million pounds doesn't really get you that much. Rather have him stay and uh, see if we can get him to sign a new contract. I don't think Spurs can afford to get him to sign a new contract, can they? We've heard of £200,000 a week. That's not going to be enough for a guy that's one of the best strikers in the world out of contract next summer. Um, he can expect to walk to Bayern Munich or Manchester United and say, you're not paying a transfer fee, so you can give me three, four hundred grand a week in wages. Spurs can't compete with that, but many Spurs fans feel that it's worth keeping him for another season. And I think even if they're saying the double his salary is probably worth it, so, but if he doesn't want to, then let him go for free in a year. So, so be it. And then we'll have to deal with that and we'll find someone else at the time. But since we've got a year left on the contract, might as well use it. And because uh, 100 million, I'm not going to see any of it. You know, it comes in and if it sits in the bank, it means nothing for the fans. And if we buy two average players instead, it's not really, we look back in a year and we say it wasn't worth it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. And finally, TalkSport's Oli Klink caught up with Chelsea women's manager, the wonderful Emma Hayes, ahead of the game for Ukraine on the 5th of August. Of course, at Stamford Bridge, a charity match to raise funds for those affected by the war in Ukraine. During the interview, Emma Hayes spoke about the Lionesses' chance of winning at this year's World Cup and believes there's no reason why it can't be a successful sign. The Lionesses, of course, kick off their World Cup campaign against Haiti on July the 22nd. <laughs> 
Russo. It's really nice to be back in and obviously we've got a huge, huge tournament coming up that full focus is on. And then it's hooked by Hoop into the centre and arriving at the far post was Pop. And Alexandra Pop sets a new record. Where has gone for goal from distance. She's caught up the goalkeeper. It's another sensational goal from Sam Kerr. Angledal, right-hand corner of the area, drives it goalwards, it's in. Philippa Angledal just tried a look. An opportunity to round the goalkeeper and it's in from Bob Marty. Pull into the area, Shaw, they scored. Khadija Shaw. Lead with the outswinging delivery. Raphael's header into the back of the net. And the drama never stops. You can listen to the Women's World Cup on TalkSport. The World Cup is on the way. Uh, got to ask you about that. For you, who are the, the main contenders heading into this tournament? Which teams do you think are going to be the ones gunning for the glory? I think it's the first World Cup that's this open. And not... I know it's really easy to to answer that that way but the difference for me is that there is a bigger pack competing you've got one side of the draw which I personally think Spain or USA will come through to the final and then you've got the other side which includes the European champions the host nations Australia Germany I'll pick those three first and then you've got the dark horses who's still Sweden no one talks about Japan who I think are one of the most exciting teams to watch Norway that's got an impeccable front line and I think it's the team that manages to keep healthy because we've seen that lots of teams have key injuries England included so they've got to keep as many players available as possible and then you know just I think get the momentum at the right time, it's seven games. Like I always find that bonkers. Like you play a league season, the fifty odd games a year, and then your world champions on the back of seven games. Like everything has to be right. So, and I think every team going into the tournament probably has their doesn't necessarily have their best squads. But I think the host nations shouldn't be ignored. I think Australia will go far. One big question has been who's going to start up front for England. You've got. Rachel Daly. Come on, I'm like, this is talk sport. I'm not giving you a clickbait today. Are you mad? <laughs> Both of them. Both of them. All of them. One's really good against, I think, a high line. One, I think, is better against lower blocks. And one, Beth England, is good for, against in counter-attacking situations. I think all three will be utilised throughout the tournament. Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app wherever you get your podcast from. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Austin TalkSport daily podcasts out first in the morning. Do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, of course, make sure you listen to me and uh, the Smurf, Danny Murphy from 4. But until then, have a good day and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.